0: Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. This is Alan Arnold with Craig McConnell and Morgan Snyder. And Craig, Craig's crunching on an apple right oh, now. That's so good. Is it good? Mm. <laughs> apple day keeps the doctor away. Uh, but what you can't see here if you're listening is Craig also has a turkey leg uh, mm-hmm. in one hand. Morgan has some pumpkin pie over there.
1: I wish I had a jacket. We can't get
0: the heat to work in
2: this place. <laughs> so cold. Send your donations to Randall Park. <laughs> Please,
0: somebody we give need us heat. some heat. We need, the heat. We need oh, heat. Actually, God. I've got some eggnog right here, and that's keeping me hey, warm and I'm toasty. feeling
1: warmer just being with you guys again. Yeah.
0: It is Thanksgiving week, and we're glad you were listening. Whether you're on the drive to see relatives or friends this Thanksgiving or just at home, we just wanted to have a conversation today about uh, boot camp and about events that Ransomed Heart does, but maybe from a different perspective than you've heard us talk about before. Because we have the joy, Morgan and Craig, like when people, men or women, go to a boot camp or a captivating, we get to hear all the stories from them. How that changed their world, what stood out to them, how God showed up. But rarely do we get to share back in a conversation what that boot camp or what that event was like for us, behind the scenes, both beforehand, during, and then even after. So that's what we wanted to do today was just share that with listeners.
1: Yeah, it's good, Alan. There's so often conversations and interactions here among our team where we find ourselves going, oh, I wish the cameras were rolling now. You know, it's the real life lived in the kingdom, in the ordinaries, in the stuff that doesn't happen on a stage. And so it's a great topic idea and glad to
2: be with you guys on this. Why don't you summarize what a boot camp is? I'm thinking there's probably some listeners that have no idea what we mean when we say boot camp. I immediately think of, you know, the uh, the exercise realm of just uh, <laughs> discipline and eating and exercising all day and you from know, your military case. days. Well, no, from my, you know, keeping it slim <laughs> commitment. <laughs>
1: Wish we could show a visual. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, we started
1: almost two decades ago, looking back now, but we've done close to 50 boot camps around the world, the mostly are in Colorado, and really it was born out of men reading Wild at Heart Mm -hmm. and having a very soulful experience and saying, I want more, and what Wild at Heart boot camp is, in my words, would be is the more, where we pull apart from the world, help men take a spiritual pilgrimage. In most cases, it's in the western slope of Colorado, where they can unplug from the matrix. And what we do spiritually and practically is everything we can to create an environment where a man can encounter God. Mm -hmm. There's so many encounters in this world, and especially in Christendom, where people are trying to create encounters. And what we've learned is Boy, if we create a context for God to come and for people to encounter him, he shows up. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is they leave not needing ransom heart, but needing and having available God himself. So I would describe it as a journey of the masculine heart over four days where we awaken their heart, helping us and them remember what God meant Mm. when he made man with these core desires of a battle to fight, an adventure to live, a beauty to rescue. Mm -hmm. And then we take them through the journey through teaching and guided covenants of silence where every man goes to be with God through rest and adventure, interaction, campfires and cigars. We give room for their hearts to contend with their story. What is their story? What is God's story? And how do those intersect? And I would say the hope of a boot camp is for a man to get his heart back and experience more than he ever thought possible with God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, every time we've done a boot camp, I don't think there has been one where God hasn't shown up for me. And I'm sure that's true for most of the team, if not everybody. But God just shows up. And it's just uh, astonishing when he is there, just the wide variety of things he's doing. I'll be sitting in the booth listening to one of you guys speak. And I'll get either convicted of sin, validated as a son. God will bring back some wound or memory But it's just always surprising, you know, personally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how he shows up for me. Mm -hmm. And it's – we pray so much that this would never be a gig for us. So far, so good. I mean, God has really
0: protected us from just kind of doing this boot camp thing. So, Craig, you were not able to make – several of the last boot camps uh-huh. because of your time at MD Anderson and and just healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was your welcome back boot camp, and it was just your presence. It was so amazing to have you there just for what you bring in your sessions, but far more for what you bring to the team and to all of them in there, just with your joy, with your humor, with your strength. And so I'm wondering... What was it like for you after having not been at a couple of boot camps to be back? What stood out this time? Yeah, it was so good
2: to be back among uh, the team, each man on the team, to see and enjoy their strength again. There's some bond that we have that doing the boot camps is its source and strength and renewal. That's what brings us together, these missions. And just to be back on the the team, doing boot camps was huge for my heart as a uh, kind of stake in the ground of where I am in my cancer healing journey. And then seeing the men so hungry, uh, so thirsty, and God coming for them, it was like – I can't imagine doing anything else, and I haven't been doing this for a while, so to be back, it just felt so refreshing, exciting, personally profound. Jesus just, uh, I mean, he came for me this last boot camp in just wonderful ways, so it was great. It was great. I was honored, surprised that you guys made a big deal about it, and that meant, an awful lot to me, just to be seen and noticed and
0: missed. That was huge. And Craig, repeat for us, when you were in a session and you were looking out over the guys, do you remember that? And, yeah. And you had talked about mm-hmm. how it stirred something really deep within you. Yeah. I'd say
2: when you're speaking to a crowd, it's pretty easy just to see a crowd. You don't see anyone. But this particular time, I just – for some reason every every man stood out as an individual, and while I've always known every man has a story, and if we knew that story, we'd understand his life and choices and decisions and stuff and it just felt like there was uh, for me more of a connection to individuals than this just being four hundred and what was it thirty seven men mm-hmm. yes, so yeah, yeah, it just felt very personal and Very
0: intimate, actually. Morgan, what about you? What stood out to you from this last camp?
1: Alan, for me, my experience of boot camp started in a lot of ways before we ever got there. We do a mission briefing on the front end of that week, and part of it's hearing from God, asking for advanced words. And there were two very particular personal words that he was bringing for me in preparation, and one was to do whatever it takes to come into the mission in union with the Father. Hmm. And the second was to ask God for his heart for the men. What's really interesting is those sound very simple at this moment as I think about it, but at that moment it felt very counterintuitive. Before you're going downrange on a mission, there's just so much to tend to practically, personally in your world, practically with work, And it's very counterintuitive to pause on all of the crises and the presenting urgencies and say the best thing I can do in this mission is to do what it takes to be in union with the Father in it. And so it looks like soul care and slowing down and tending to my body, soaking in the scriptures Mm -hmm. that are really the heart of the pieces of teaching that I offer So it was really huge. It was reorienting, and it feels counterintuitive. I think of so many times in life that that just applies when you're going into a big mission and that sacred pause to just say, God, how do I do this in union with you? Because after all, that's what we offer the men is God's heart, God's life. It's not our gifting, but it's God himself. And then the second piece, asking for his heart for the men, that was also huge because – Full disclosure, you know, when I'm banged up myself and battle weary, I can look at in the faces of guys and just see need and be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But instead, that reorientation of Father, show me your heart for this man. Mm-hmm. Show me what you see, and something really gets transformed right before my eyes from a broken, needy man. To a glorious son who God is restoring, who's in the midst of a great battle. And I found that manifesting in all sorts of ways from the stage, looking like you said, Craig, at individuals Mm -hmm. rather than a sea of men. And even more so in the personal interactions and encounters, just saying, Father, show me your heart for the man. And Holy Spirit, show me how to partner with you to access those places where you're coming to bring him into the more. So those advanced words were huge. And we apply them to a boot camp. But, boy, that posture towards kingdom missions can be applied in any one of our lives at any given time.
2: Yeah. Morgan. You made the point of a pause before mission and uh, how counterintuitive it is. Just for contrast, go back five years. What did you used to do? Describe Morgan's pre-mission life then compared to now.
1: It's very embarrassing. You really want me to? <laughs> yes, that's, that's even more I so asked. now. No. It is very. Yeah. embarrassing. Why don't you just work on that apple for a while? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. What comes to mind is how Dave Ramsey says, "Why is it a surprise every year on December twenty fifth that Christmas is here? Uh-huh. You know, why is it that we're surprised? <laughs> like, in some ways, the false self is the same way." I would not create margin before a mission. And so the last 36 hours before a mission, I would end up tending towards crises Mm. and, you know, crises in my home rather than expecting the unexpected, you know, cramming to get that last minute work project done or a guy's flying in from out of town and I haven't seen him for years and he's coming to boot camp. And this is my chance. Yeah. Just give them an hour or a rescue mission, uh-huh. just like this boot camp. You know, the flag gets thrown by some guy on the team of a close ally is going down and they need an intervention. So, Craig, five years ago, if I would have looked back, my last couple of days before a mission would have been exhausting mm. and I would have bled my emotional energy out. And so I would be in the old suburban that we used to use to tow the trailer And I'd have a truck full of work crew guys. And I would find myself trying to find energy to engage. But if I was honest, I was already spent. And instead, in contrast, in just very pragmatic ways, I put my autoresponder on my email a couple days before mission and say, I am preparing to go downrange and Uh and am unavailable until X number of days after the event. I protect myself from as many crises as possible. Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, when one of the guys on the team threw a flag saying, hey, this guy's going down, he needs prayer. My knee-jerk reaction is, I'm all in. I'm mm-hmm. a guy that comes through. And instead, I stopped. I prayed, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. is this from you for me? Mm-hmm. And the Spirit said, no, mm-hmm. let that go. Mm-hmm. And even saying it now, Craig, it takes so much courage because in the moment, what I feel is I'm a failure. What I feel is I'm not loving you guys. But in fact, looking back, that was my courageous choice to go have my heart filled by God so that I could be in union with him, have his heart for the men and offer to 437 men. Mm -hmm. So lots of micro shifts externally, Mm. but they're expressing an internal shift of My heart matters and God is not in crisis. Mm -hmm. And so my charge is to walk with him.
2: Yeah. And my observation, Morgan, is I think uh, as you've developed and been making these shifts in how you live, what you believe, what guide and directs you, your life, your message is much more powerful, much more. Mm -hmm. And – you know, it, it may not add up, but the fruits seem inexperienced. Mm. You lived well on this boot camp, really well. Mm. Really Thank well. you.
1: Alan, um, externally at a boot camp, one of your kind of posts is to direct all of our content as far as our resources mm-hmm. to arm these guys to go back you know, to their world. Yes. But observing you – things are not what they appear. Yes, you do that really, really well. And so much more. I watch you using that post as a kingdom warrior going after Mm. the hearts of people. And then we have that intimate time where we pray and we lay hands on men after the wound session that are really, really banged up. And I had the privilege actually of partnering with you in that, in this mission, which was incredible. Mm. I'd love to hear where your heart went in this mission and what it was like for you and your role, your kingdom assignment.
0: Thanks, Morgan. For me, I always beforehand have to just pause and before we step into boot camp, realize, okay, we're all on the front lines on this mission, but it looks really different. Yes. And from my background before Ransomed Heart, I was in a role for about 20 years where you know, I was the guy that was leading the charge for a team I was on, and if I wasn't in the room, things paused because I was the head of this team. So at boot camp, it's easy if I don't really have myself grounded in God to feel like I'm in a supporting role that's even – so far behind the scenes it's kind of a semi supporting role mm-hmm. i'd be the guy you know in star trek on the original series one of the guys in the red shirts with spock and captain kirk <laughs> that being down which usually was the guy that was dead by the first commercial break you know because he was just not one of the main guys so i say that to say resources is an incredibly just huge ministry field and i love it But it's easy for me if I'm not guarded and my heart's not guarded to go to a position of, boy, this really is not very relevant to the mission. Mm. The main event is going on on stage and in the sessions. And usually the resource areas, you know, in in a whole different room, different building Mm. where we are. So that to me is where the enemy will try to come in, Mm. where I can get taken out if I'm not guarded. That said – The last several missions, it's shifted to there's no place I'd rather be than exactly where I am. Mm. And it's an ability to both be in awe of what you guys are bringing from a speaking standpoint and from the message – and yet a chance for me to have some contact with all 437 guys, mm-hmm. because every guy at some point, it seems like, passes through the resource area, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, some to buy something, some to ask a question, uh, some just kind of wandering. And the chance to engage with them and pray with them, and sometimes it's not praying with them, it's a transaction where they're buying a book or an audio But I'm praying for them. They just don't know it. Yes. You know, so it's hearing what God senses for them and blessing them even as I'm handing them the Mm. resource. So it was a really rich boot camp for me because I was able to step fully into that. It's amazing when you see God saying, This is the field, this is the mission field you're in. Run with it, engage with every guy in a way that. Maybe others can't because of the demands on their schedule or what they're doing. And so I loved it. And another part that was really just a highlight for me was, Craig, when you and I got to meet with the international team. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And
0: um, there were probably 30-plus guys from almost every continent that were there that were sharing with us how they're bringing this message of life and freedom in their own cities and countries, you know, a room full of different accents and different backgrounds, and some guys in their 20s and some in their 60s, 70s. And it was just <laughs> amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things they said, Craig, was one guy said they listen to the podcast regularly, and that was kind of their lifeline each week. And he said, you know, my wife sets the alarm clock. So When it rings, the podcast comes on Monday morning, first thing, and she wakes up to you, to your voice every morning. Yeah. I'm glad my wife doesn't
1: wake up to you.
2: (laughs) So – I'm thinking of all these jokes and I'm uh, restraining myself. You're doing well. I am. But – It takes incredible strength. (laughs) And it's a new
0: strength for me. And it may not last for a long I'm sorry. Back to you, Alan. Yeah. So – just to be with those men and people that, you know, they're out there doing that and in places that sometimes are hostile to this message that they don't have a lot of allies right around them. So proud of them mm. and and so good to get to just hear updates from their frontline stories. Yeah. I think uh,
2: one of the behind the scenes um, things that you may not be aware of is – how much time we spend just going, oh, my gosh, telling the stories we're hearing from men and just almost in disbelief mm. that God is doing such huge things mm. all around the world. I mean, we we all meet men, and it's just remarkable, mm. the restoration, the transformation, the life change. I mean, it's like there's times when we're just cutting one another off with the next story. Yes. Right?
1: And Alan, listening to you describe both the battle of what it takes to stay in the assignment Mm. God's given you and believe that it's significant and central, that against that spirit of diminishment that wants to set Mm. in. I mean, where I go, another behind-the-scenes piece is it really is a choreographed kingdom invasion that flows out of the fact that we are giving consent to God to lead us. I mean, we could get pretty good at offering events and pretty good at doing gigs because we've done this for quite a while. Right. But what never ceases to amaze me is that we're able to somehow stay in this posture of God. You have our permission. Hmm. We give you our consent to lead this thing, and it's together as we all step into our role— which really is unique mission to mission. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, there are things we have to do. But when we play back the tapes, like, boy, God calls us to fulfill crazy roles because we're a, kind of a Navy SEAL kingdom team in a way, mm-hmm. and it's all in. So as you were sharing that, I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to grab 1 Corinthians twelve, seventeen, and 18, particularly from the message that reflects Paul taking us right into this place of coming against that spirit of diminishment and owning the kingdom assignment we're being given, even if it's not what we might want or expect. Do you mind if I just read it? Read it, yeah. Go for it. Paul says, what you are thinking about now, and this is our assignment, all this makes you more significant and not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge it's all different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong to this body, would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like eye, limpid and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all I, how could it hear? If all ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right Mm. where he wanted it. When I think of the stories that we received from this last boot camp of supernatural healing, restoration, deliverance, Mm -hmm. In lots of things we couldn't have orchestrated. You know, a guy encountering God up on the side of the mountain or meeting a friend that he hadn't known in 20 years and that man was part of his story. So many supernatural encounters. It leads us to believe that God is up to something beyond what we could ask for, imagine, beyond our wildest dreams. But it requires our courageous consent to take the place that he's offering us in his story.
0: That is so good. Yes.
1: Guys, as you're sharing, I'm putting myself in the seat of the listener, and I'm guessing that a lot of people could be reacting to this going, oh, I wish I was at that boot camp, or I want to get to a boot camp. And there's two kind of responses that I feel led to offer to that longing and that desire. First off, there are wild-at-heart-like events going on around the globe. If you go to RansomArt.com and you go to the Allies Network our allies and alumni from our events are walking with God and offering events and groups and adventures, and you can find those. And mm-hmm. so go to the Allies Network and check it out. And the other piece where my heart goes, Alan, it's to a story of you and I where we had the privilege of praying for several men. And each of them, I experienced some supernatural breakthrough and some healing that was just life transforming. And there isn't time here to tell all those stories. But I walk away from that going, oh, my goodness, where else does this happen? It was just unbelievable. Mm. And so this past weekend, I was with some buddies, and we were all sharing pieces of our story of what's current, where's the battle. And one of the guys was sharing his story, and we're just observing this theme of this message of, I'm going to be left behind. They're going to go on without me. And you could just see his story. Mm. And we went from listening and reflecting to simply praying and inviting Jesus right into his life, into that place in his story, to say, where did that start in your story? Holy Spirit, show us in his life where the message came in. I'm going to be left behind. And we ended up with this beautiful healing encounter mm. this weekend. It was just like what we experienced at boot camp. And so what I want to say to everyone listening is the same kingdom encounters that we experience of a boot camp, you can have at any moment mm. of any day. Yes. It's yours and it's
2: available. Yes. 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 Mm. yes. Well, as we wrap up here, we want to express to you, all our listeners and friends and allies that Our hope is that this week will be a wonderful week. We know there can be family issues and tensions and all of that. But we pray it would be a week of thanksgiving, a week of thankfulness, a week of finding what God has done in you and through you and just giving him the adoration, the worship, the gratefulness of your deep and profound heart. We pray blessing and strength for all those family gatherings that can be mixed and love and compassion would cover you. And the reunions, there would be sweetness and sweet moments here and there. We just pray the blessing of God over all the gatherings and all the times. And for some who have no family or have nothing going on or perhaps are working the whole day, May the God of the sweet communion we enjoy just fill your day and your heart. May this be a thankful, wonderful, worshipful week for each of us. Amen. 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 You on board with that? I think I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> if you want any more information, we got a ton of it that would address some of the questions, some of the deep needs the longings of your heart, this walk with God, please check us out at RansomHeart.com. You'll find an awful lot of materials that I think can speak to you. Anything specifically you want to highlight there?
0: Well, I just want to highlight something really big that starts actually the Friday after Thanksgiving. Whoa! That is every resource that Ransomed Heart offers at our store at RansomedHeart.com. It's 50% off. So the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and into December to December 11th, everything from books to audio, videos, even the swords we have, half off. So check out our store. Visit. How about those cool hats Morgan wears? Are those 50% Those are actually Never 90% odd, off. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> are on a fire sale <laughs> right, right in now. suckers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm thankful for you this thankful season, Craig. I'll be thankful for you next week.
0: (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys.